Warning. The Loud Spot podcast uses adult humor and adult language in its broadcast. It may be unsuitable for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we are idiots. Please don't take anything. We say offensive or to heart. What is up? It's Diego kicking it with you right here on the loud spot. I know I'm not Sebastian. I, I don't really have anything creative to say for Sebastian today. I made you're, that you're short video. Today. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah. I made the short video. He he asked if he could put it out. I said absolutely. So I guess we're just gonna stick with. I think he's running sound for Taylor Swift tonight. Well, yeah, hey, if he's running sound, I mean the truck drivers just got to, you know 100 grand. So man, I seen that. I seen that earlier. I was looking through some notes. I said, man, I just. I'm going to go live with Sam now. Like, we're doing the wrong thing over here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Joining with us today is Matt from Out With The Old. What's up, bro? How are you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I'm doing good. Thanks Thanks for coming on. So wh- where are you at tonight? I am, uh, I'm at home right now. I'm in Riverside, California. So I'm okay. about, about an hour from LA. Hour from Valley Life. About an hour from everything. So I can't <laughs> complain. Today Today was fun. It was the uh, the trade deadline for baseball. So I was following that like a hawk so you're a baseball guy big baseball guy you're clearly not an angels fan you're probably a giants fan like me so good for you that's here goes goes i I don't like the angels at all bro no not at all (laughs) not at all say say goodbye since albert pujols went left and went back to the (laughs) (laughs) so i i like you have uh also been following the trade deadline like a hawk and uh now that it's over we didn't make any moves so i just sit here begrudgingly and now we're here talking about it right (laughs) here we are so everyone wants to hear about music yeah right yeah uh, baseball (laughs) yeah music and baseball goes it goes kind of hand in hand sometimes so your band out with the old it's kind of got a unique story it's uh one of those where you guys went away for a minute or would you call it a, a win away or is it a break or is it eight oh, year span? Yeah, man. It's uh, I mean, damn, it's uh, yeah, it's been eight years since we were active as a band before we broke up in 2015, but we started in 2014. Um, so we weren't even around for really that long of a time. But what was crazy is like a, a meme uh, of my face went viral on Tumblr, got like 500,000 reblogs about a year into us being a band and so that kind of completely changed the game for us. We actually had people listening to us. We had fans coming to shows. We started getting tour offers. Uh, we got invited to play Warp Tour, all literally because of a stupid freaking meme. So yeah. <laughs> it's like all that happened. We had like a really, really crazy six months where it's like we went on our first tour. Um, but everyone in the band at the time was like 16 to I think 20, 19, 20, when by the time that we broke up. So we were all really young. It was basically just like a, a group of high school kids just kind of going for it. When we went on our first tour. I want to like see the meme. I didn't even know about that. I'm like, what is this about meme? It. Yeah, he's, he's, tell, yeah. he's telling us new stuff right now. We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can uh, I can send you guys that. It's a it's just a picture of me when I had my hair dyed red. The Five Sauce fans all thought I looked like a mix of their singer and guitar player. So, <laughs> yes. The, the One Direction Five Sauce crowd, like, really, really latched onto us um, and kind of just, you know, if you were around in, like, 2014, 2015, you know that that audience back in the day was absolutely insane when it came to supporting people. So 
all of that happened. Uh, we went on tour. Our our drummer's mom was like threatening to to call the cops on us for kidnapping because our drummer was like 16 and she yeah. didn't want him to go on tour. Like you know, just when I say like we were kids going for it, we were going for it. And um, you know, just you know, things happen. Like two of our members left right after that tour. Uh, we did Warp Tour as like a three piece with a couple live members, but just kind of like the love and the feeling was gone. So. I went and joined a, a new band at the time. I know Christian went and started a new project as well. And then, uh, yeah, just like a bunch of years passed. Like we've all been doing our own thing, putting out individual music and just the opportunity kind of came up where I was like, I, I wrote four songs that are, yeah, eight songs that we cut down to four, but four songs that were just straight pop punk songs. And I hadn't written that style in a long time. So I just, I brought it to the guys and said, you know, this, this kind of feels like with what we were trying to do back in the day. And so uh, here we are, a bunch of uh, drugs later and life later. Yeah. Here we are. There you go. Sounds, Your band's like relationship it. sounds like me and my baby daddy. You know, we take <laughs> yeah. breaks. We didn't like each other. We split oh, yeah. up and we got <laughs> back. Hey, That's it. it works. We're toxic it. as hell, man. You know? So, hey, I feel that. So You're to take you back. Language. Take you back in the in the beginning when you say in 13, 14, when you guys were 14, 15, 16, in yeah. Riverside, yeah. what was like the oh, struggles man. there, if any, or what was that scene like at that time? Because I'm from Northern Cali. Like I mm -hmm. live in Nashville now, but I, I know what that scene was like back in the day. Of course, it was a heavy dose of what we know now as the new metal gods, the raw gods, whatever, the mm -hmm. corns, the deaf tones. Uh, you know, even throw Alice in Chains in there, even though they're from, you know, up north, it, they still, mm -hmm. it's all right there in the LA is the epicenter. So what was that like for such youngsters? I mean, because you guys were youngsters at yeah. that time in, in 14. Was there a scene? And just tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, the scene back in the day, it was it was interesting. Like in Riverside, it was mostly hardcore bands, um, just like straight like punk hardcore. Uh, the backyard punk scene out here is, is huge. It's like one of the only markets that it's still alive in um, and thriving. And we're close enough to Pomona to where it's like there's a lot of that kind of audience as well. Uh, for pop punk back in the day, there used to be a huge scene here. Actually, there was there was like, um, man, why am I blinking on the name? Uh, Shipwreck of Castaway. They were a band that came from here. Um, that they, they had kind of like regional success. You know, like Alien Ant Farm was from here. Um, assuming we survive, uh, a bunch of just like you know bands that kind of made it to that mid mid level. So we kind of our our first opportunity came up actually mostly in the Orange County scene. Our first show, like for example, is at Chain Reaction, which anyone familiar with the alternative music scene has heard the name Chain Reaction. So that was really, that was really, yeah, brother. Yeah, that, that was like really where we, we cut our teeth. And, um, you know, we learned a lot playing there. Like there, we used to get in fights with like the promoter over like pre-sale tickets and lineup order and stuff like that. And it just like became one of those things where they got sick of our shit. We got sick of their shit. So they, uh, they banned us from playing there for a little bit. And then we ended up going viral online and the promoter, he reached back out to us and was like, all right. Yeah. he was like, you guys, he's like, I'll give you guys one more shot, uh, pack the house and we'll have you guys back. So, you know, for us, it was really more of like orange County, um, was kind of the scene that we kind of fell more into when we played, when we played Riverside and Inland Empire, it was almost like we had to headline just because, a lot of the bands we were playing with were from Orange County, where the scene was kind of predominantly there. So 
Um, it was always fun. Like there, there used to be a warehouse downtown called Clash City Studios. But today, I mean, I've only been back in the city for maybe two years. I was living out in Hollywood for for like five years, five, six years. So coming back has been interesting. Um, a lot of the same same people and a lot of the homies that were here back in the day are still here. But as far as the scene goes, it um, seems like it's still based mostly in Orange County. Yeah. So, so that move back from Hollywood to yeah. Orange, is that, did that have anything to do with the band getting back 100. together? So yeah. that, that, that was, that. yeah, that just, yeah, dude, like being back in the same stomping grounds, it's literally like, uh, it was like, you got the itch again. It was just like, oh right. shit. It's like, this sure. is, this. and then in 15, you did mm-hmm. what every kid from California wants to do. If they're into music, you guys yeah. played Warp Tour. How'd that come yeah. about? Uh, man, it, it was one of those things where it was like we went viral and we were working with a manager at the time who had helped like Austin Carlisle launch his clothing line and had like a bunch of connections. He um, reached out to who the people that he knew at Warp Tour and they they just told us, they were like, yeah, they're like, they have the hype. They're like, we'll have them on the Ernie Ball stage. They're like, have them do the, have them do the competition thing to kind of just like legitimize everything. So we, we did that and... Um, Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. The phone call I got from the Ernie Ball guy, he was like, you guys, he's like, what's going on with you guys? He's like, I talked to, he's like, I talked to your guys' manager, Josh, and he's like, what what the hell's going on? And I was just like, we just have like a really good core fan base to where, you know, those kids, like, I, looking back on it now, it's like, we, we had a moment and like, there was a time where it was like, I couldn't walk like 10, 10 feet at Disneyland. Like it was stupid. But at the same time, I feel like that crowd online did a really good job of making everything seem so much bigger than it was, you know? So it's like, they would yeah. go on there. They would, they would make, I would have sucked accounts. up every minute of that. Oh, please. No pictures. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah. You loved it. Come on. I did, but you know, I, I also got an yeah. email about my stuff at the time. So it's like, you know, you don't, you don't uh, throw like a, it, don't throw an 18 to 20 year old kid in that situation. Like it's just a recipe. Yeah. That's true. yeah. Uh, so, so you're, you're saying, you're saying uh, Vans Warp Tour did not want to set, move tickets at a local level and get a local band that had had a lot had a lot of heat on them on and for free on the Ernie Ball stage. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I mean, like it, it was cool. I mean, like we we went we like we did Pomona and then we I think it was either that year or the next year because I ended up doing it the next two years too. I did like two weeks on the East Coast in seventeen. Um, so it's like warp tour was kind of another one of those places. I feel like I cut my teeth, but it's also like, I, <laughs> I joke around is, is like a thing I tell the band. It's like, we're, we're like the biggest, smallest band that played warp tour that nobody's ever heard of. Um, just cause like, no, a, we don't have any, there's a whole bunch of them. Don't yeah. yeah. <laughs> whole, it's just cause like, even we, worse we, we don't have like the bamboozled guys, the bamboozled guys mm-hmm. are even worse. 
<laughs> but you guys yeah. played it. So, I mean, that's the important part. Yeah. You guys played it. Like, you were there. Yeah. You lived it. Oh, man. So. It, it was amazing. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, it's – I talked about it on another podcast. It was just, like, euphoric, um, you know, because it's, like, when I was growing up, it was, like, warp Tours what made me want to start playing in bands and stuff like that. It's, like, I went to my first show in 2008, started playing guitar, and then went to my first warp Tour in 2010, and it was, like, oh, damn. It was, like, I want to do that. And then – 2011, um, I had already started, I started putting up like blood on the dance floor type music. It was like really bad. It's like really bad, but I got in and I, I ended up being friends. It. Yeah, you would have. Yeah. I, I, I used to get trolled. I already just blood on the dance floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, not dude. count me in, leave my invitation gone. <laughs> Sorry. I used I to, I, I used to get trolled online from people on like 4chan and stuff. It was, it was hilarious, but they oh actually, gosh. they let me play a song with them. Uh, I warped uh, 2011 in San Diego. And when that happened, that was like, honest to God, that was like what lit the fire under my ass. And um, everything just kind of from there was just like, how do I get on work tour? How do I get on work tour? How do I play work tour? How do I be a part of this big ass, you know, catering cir- circus on the road? Yeah. And I, I did, um, I did catering for a week in 2012. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. like, it's, it's when I say like work tour, like, dude, I, that shit was my life, dude. It was it was kind of kind of wild how much I used to like re- like that like my whole life revolved around it. So getting to play it was crazy. Um, and then the two weeks in 2017 that I did acoustic was like even crazier because that was like I didn't get to fucking sleep at all. It was <laughs> you know. Okay, you sleep like, when you die. Yeah. I would say you're young though. Yeah, you're yeah. young. You can do Go that. Go hard. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could could do that today because I I've got like a really bad back and I blew out my knee. Uh, a few years ago but it's uh back in the day man it like i said like i it was euphoric i i fucking loved every minute of it wait how old are you, you i'm 28 back. that's yeah. oh he's a baby yeah. <laughs> we're the same age we're all the same age we're all the same age there we go i got you yeah. sam <laughs> i was in a, a i was in like a car accident two years ago so that's why i, okay, I, I messed up my neck gotcha that's ah, fine so it yeah, happens you fast forward time to eight mm-hmm. years later and you see that the old stomping ground's still there, that the want to for the scene is still there. So you guys decide to get back in the studio, start writing. And then you just, did it just happen like that? Did you just literally pick up where you left off or was there some, a little bit of extra time put in for that? Or Yeah. It's funny because I think I came to the guys with the idea in, I want to say, February and I had the demos for the songs done in January. So it was one of those things where it was like, Hey, this is what I want to do with these. If you guys are down, they were all down. So we all kind of got together, made everything work. Um, And then in at the beginning or no end of May, by the end of May, we were out in the middle of the desert shooting the don't worry kid video. So, and then that was actually, believe it or not, the first time that we had all been together um, in the eight years that we hadn't been a band so it's like we hadn't seen each other and well we had seen each other it's like christian and i we did a music video together a few years ago as well um but collectively as a band that was our first time all together so it was just like it was like a big episode of jackass like i feel bad for the dude who we had filming it because i don't think he was expecting that it's like there's like ass everywhere people (laughs) making jokes just like oh wait yeah what am i talking about christian probably no no we um christian edits our videos but we we um go with our friends and we hire people to do all the filming 
and and speaking of the new single we just so happen to have the video and it's ready for everybody right now it's the first one in eight years i, I guess you could be cliche, cliche call it don't call wait, it a comeback wait, wait. it's out with the old with their new single don't worry kid right here on the loud spot Are you ever gonna take back all the lies you spread? Justify the way you feel again, incomplete, like a broken record. Convince them that you never cared about her. I know the other side, it's a better story than the confusing lies that you told. Just to feel complete, take advantage, make them believe. But these days, I wonder if you can even keep your story straight. Or if the truth got up and you're overthinking. Lot more than you ever expected these days. I wonder if you can even keep it. I really don't know how you got messed up. Guess we learned that your pills are drugs. Excuses, you know I heard them. Doesn't account for the way you use them. Will you ever wake up? Just continue to fill your cup Excuses, you know I heard them Doesn't account for the way you use them These days, I wonder if you can even keep your score straight If you're up and you're overthinking I know you need the attention A lot more than you ever expected These days, I wonder if you can even keep it In the late nights Rolling backwards in the moonlight Thought I could kiss you Didn't want to Now I know it was impeccable I wonder if you can even keep your score straight You're up and you're overthinking I know you need the attention A lot more than you ever expected That right there was the latest from Out With The Old With Don't Worry Kid. First single in eight years. It's a good tune. You can find that on YouTube. Would you guys have like 3,700 followers on? Not, not too bad at all, bro. No. Not at all. You, it's, uh, you know where they filmed that, Diego, right? I'm trying to wrap That's that my water brain. park between Vegas and it and, is, uh, it is, is it? it yeah. Is yes, it? Because, okay, that was my initial thought. And I was like, no, because then I, I watched like there's a I couple things. I all the time. That's what I was going to say. But I, I thought initially and I was like, no, I don't think it is. But okay. All right. So yeah, we're still yeah. good with our landmarks, Sam. Yeah. Fist me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is there a reason I'm in the box with the old? Do you see that? It says yeah, out I with think, the old. I think you're, o- I think you're overthinking it as usual. As usual. You're fine. Yeah, I had to say you know, it. I, I like how she always talks about her. She's being, doesn't like to be called old, but she's the same age as us. And it's just so. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're all like the exact same age. <laughs> 28. I don't know. 20, so, 28. So we deep we're dive so a little bit into your guys's uh, socials and what used oh, to yeah. be back in the day, four days ago called Twitter. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. It's now oh, called. Yeah. That. Uh, it is cool. You guys said one of the biggest dreams would be to write a WWE <laughs> stars theme song. Tell me fuck on top yeah, of being man. a baseball guy, are you a wrestling guy too? Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. I, I went to WrestleMania this year. <laughs> we just became best friends. Do karate in the garage. Let's go, bro. Yeah. So you're the with the mania. So, too sweet, so, dude. So who who would it be? Who would it be if you had if they come up to you, Vince McMahon come up to you and said, anybody you want? Anybody I want. Dominique, uh, present, future. Man, I, I would say let me write let me write a new theme for Finn Balor when he breaks away from Judgment Day. Bro, let's Bro. go. I'm here for it. Hey Kyler, you know who they're talking about? Because neither do I. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all, know. We no, know you should do it for the chicks. Time. The chicks are awesome. You should do it for one of the. I don't know. Alexa any Bliss would. Alexa. I know the Bella Twins. We could like do Alexa girls. Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa yeah. Bliss cheated on me with Ryan Garcia, and she's pregnant <laughs> now. So that's what you get. But I didn't know you, were a you know, th- these guys would have to. These guys would have to to fight Bowling for Soup. Uh, for Alexa yeah. Bliss theme song because they're it's already true. buddy buddies. So. It's true, it's true. Yeah. So, so how just like how important is the social media? Because you guys kind of grew up with it, like yeah. in the beginning, probably not even the beginning, because at fifteen, like 2015, 16, like Facebook and everything is starting to it's starting to get its chops and it's at its height of popularity of the use mm-hmm. for good, as we like to say. And then you bring it into what it is nowadays, and and, and just put Facebook to the side, and then you got. Uh, X or Twitter or whatever, like all the socials, YouTube as well. How important is that to a band? Or is that something you think that a lot of people just overblow the importance or do they not make it important enough? Um, I, well, disclaimer for a living, I also work in social media marketing. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. So okay. my opinion is, I mean, dude, your socials are everything right now. And I hate that. And I wish that we still had our original pages. Like the only original socials that we still have are the YouTube and the Twitter and the Spotify. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because the way that those, the algorithms on those platforms work now, it's like people have to be active and interacting with you in order for your content to be sent out to them. Um, another band took our Instagram in 2016. So we lost that at like 18,000. Um and that's like the one platform I kind of wish that I still had for the band because ultimately the Instagram is like the one platform right now that is still, you can still kind of get the reach to the people who already follow you versus new people. Whereas like with Twitter right now or X, um, Elon's completely nuked the algorithm to where it's just like, unless you're paying the $8 a month, you're not prioritized at all. So it's like, uh, it's really important, but I think all the different platforms are playing their different role in it. And I think that they all have a different audience. So the one thing that I think people are messing up on personally, when it comes to their social media marketing is, is they're either going too broad or they're going too niche when it comes to the platforms that they're on. 
to where it's like they're either just generally posting on every platform so that they have a presence or they're going really hard on one social media platform, which, you know, at this moment, like my own band right now, I can even say like we went really fucking hard on threads when it started. So, um, you know, it's like when you're doing that, it takes away from everything else. And each if you look at each platform as its own audience, you kind of start looking at each platform as almost like a different TV channel. So you have to find what kind of content's going to work there and all that. So I personally think, you know, social media is kind of your entire identity as an artist and as a band. But that's kind of just structured because music is worthless now. Like you can get the entire catalog of the entire existence of music for $10 a month. So it's like, given that, you almost have to treat your music as content and you almost have to look at it as like, okay, so if the game has changed, we have to change with the game. So right now it's kind of changed all social media, but at the same time, you see, like, like I've mentioned, like the punk scene, backyard punk scene in Riverside where I live, fuck man, there's still 200, 300 kids there a night just punching each other in the face. So <laughs> I think the, I think depending on how you're approaching it is kind of how you have to look at it. So do I think some social media is overhyped? Yeah, for sure. I think some platforms are worthless. Um, right now, I think X is worthless. I don't think there's really any point on being on there unless you already have a big following. Just because right now they're trying to figure out their new identity. Threads is cool, but I think they're kind of in the same boat of like trying to find their own identity. So I think as a band, I think you kind of have to identify not just who your audience is because of your style of music, but it's like, who are you as people and how are people going to connect with you? And then you kind of have to figure out, oh, all right, well, the audience on TikTok is going to resonate with this more. Or, you know, like look at As the City Sleeps. I don't know if anyone's familiar with them, but man, they are huge on Facebook huge on Facebook. They know exactly where their niche is and they play into that and, you know, it works for them. Same thing where it's like, there's like arrows in action. They're huge on freaking TikTok. And it's like, just play into your niche, find out where your audience is. And and that's my advice to anyone who's like a little confused on social media. And I'm not the, I'm not a, like a person trying to sit here and be like, I've got millions of followers. It's just like, these are just like little things that I've kind of viewed with the space and kind of think, uh, is the best way to utilize kind of these different tools because that's all they are is just tools. And well, what about and playing live shows? That's uh, yeah, good, yeah. good one, Sam. Yep. I actually, um, I think playing live shows is probably the best way to get people to follow you and dedicated towards your music. The thing is, though, is that when you're playing live, you have to like honestly, man, you have to give people a reason to want to care about you. I see so many of these bands like. Back in the day, man, every band used to just lose their fucking mind on stage. Now it's just like you just stand there and you're like, oh, I'm so cool. And like everyone's just taking it super seriously. And, and you know, I think that there's a time and place for, you know, artists to have a platform and artists to do their thing. But at the end of the day, you have to give these the audiences more of something like memorable and in a way to go back and give them a reason to want to see you again. And that's how you get them to listen to your music. So I think live shows are probably the best tool that you can but it comes down to it's like, how are you going to get people there? And just playing playing live shows endlessly in the same market isn't isn't going to be beneficial to you. So, so you're you're saying when you do play live shows, you need to play mm-hmm. like like you got to give them the show that they came to see and the the show. No bloody yeah. dance floors. Yeah, no, no, no blood on the dance floors. You know, we can we can make fun on. Hold on, we can make fun on blood on the dance floors just like all of us did. But I can't, as a promoter, I can't. Hey, kids showed up to that they because to they, put, they they put on a production, face makeup, mm-hmm. everything like that. Davi and all those guys all doing their thing. I agree. 
It's not URI's music, but it was their music and the millionaires and everyone else, you know, and, and Jeffree Star. But they played like that and pe kids ate that shit up because they gave them a production, just like what he's saying. If they yeah. don't get the show that they're looking for, they're not going to get picked up. So Exactly. Yeah. Every show I played too with with Put on the Dance Floor from 2011 to 2012, I played maybe like eight shows with them. Every single show was sold out, and every single show the crowd was going crazy. Of course, it was a different time. This was everybody kind of knew about the weird shit going on, but you didn't. Nobody cared yeah. at that time. So it's like right. ultimately <laughs> looking back on it, cringe as hell. You know, it's, it's like one of those things. Where it's like, <laughs> leave it in the past. Let it be where it is. But when when I say it's like give people a performance, I just mean it's like as a local band or as, as an up and coming band. And this is what my guys do and what I tell my guys and what we all preach too. It's give those people a reason to want to come back and see you again, or give them a reason to follow you. Don't just play your songs. And yes, you want to sound good and you want to sound as tight as possible. But if you're just standing there playing songs, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm probably not going to remember, remember a single thing about your set, which isn't going to lead to me wanting to check you out. So you kind of have to find the balance and it's the same thing with social media too where it's like you have to promote and you have to do the advertising side but you have to also show them your personality and give them a reason outside of just your music because man there's 50 other pop punk bands that sound like mine but it's like why why are you going to follow us because we we're a bunch of fucking crazy people who are just losing their minds like i don't know and you want to see the train wreck uh, yep. <laughs> you and, know and speaking of touring i know you guys just did uh two comeback shows in june What's your plans for the rest of the year and possibly next year? Are we looking at tours? Are we looking at what, what are we doing here? Okay, so, Callie, let's go. Do you got anything? Uh, yeah, yeah we're trying to do the dance too. Yeah. I always do the dance. Hey, okay. But um, yeah, so right now we're focusing on a music video for the song that we just put out called Old Friend. We're shooting that in about a week, I believe, next weekend or the weekend after. I'm not sure. I got to look at the calendar. But we're focusing on a video for that. And then we have another song coming out this year called This Is Your Brain on Drugs. Um, kind of self-explanatory what that one's about, right? Anyways. Are you going to have an egg frying in it? Yeah, that's actually going to – I'm not joking. That's the album cover. Oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. You, nice. you heard it here first. You heard it here first. But oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's what we're working on. And, um, yeah, we're hoping to have some more shows at the beginning of, of next year, just trying to get the scheduling because we're all we're all adults at this point. Awesome. Very awesome. And, and before we jump out of here, let everybody know where you can find the music, like on top of the, the YouTube and your socials. Where else can everybody find Out With The Old? Yes, sir. If you just look up Out With The Old, wherever you listen to music, you should find us. And if you want to follow us on social media and watch the train wreck happen in real time at Out With The Old CA. And yeah, we'll be your uh, favorite jackasses. There you go. On there you go. OnlyFans too. They're on OnlyFans. Oh, are. okay. okay. <laughs> Very nice. Big old strong picks. <laughs> some docking. We got some docking. My favorite. <laughs> go to their socials. Check them out. Go to YouTube. Check out the brand new video for "Don't Worry, Kid." This has been very awesome. Thank you for your time. We'll see you down the road, bro. Too sweet. All right, we'll stay right hey. there. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.